across the city and South Cambridgeshire. Cambridge 105 Radio. The Gadget Guy on Cambridge 105 Radio. And here we are with Rob and Lawrence. Good evening. Hello, Lucy. Uh, Good to have you on Drive. Thank you. And evening, Rob. Yes, welcome along to the Gadget Guide, show number 132. The, 133, uh, actually. Oh, Typo, sorry. Have we, have we not uh, not updated the magic thing? <laughs> no. Anyway, uh, welcome along. This evening we're going to be talking about Android Pie. No, not Cherry Pie or anything like that. It's the mm, latest pie. version of the Android operating system, if that's what you run on your mobile phone or your tablet. But first of all, let's have a quick look at the technology news. So I think the biggest one that I spotted in the tech news this week is uh, DJI, the drone company launch of their new Mavic 2. Yes, now this got one of my work colleagues incredibly excited. What, and did he, he get his credit card out straight away? Uh, he was talking about selling off my body parts, I think. Yes. <laughs> Your body parts? Yes, well, okay. of course he needs so, it. So how many drones per kidney? Uh, we, we, you probably get quite about 10 or so, something like that. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's certainly a very, very impressive So this is beast, the Mavic 2 and the Mavic 2 Pro. The Mavic 2 Pro coming in at £1,300 from yes. DJI's website. And I have to say, some really impressive stats for it. Four 44 miles an hour top speed and 31 minutes of flight time on a battery. That is a long time and a long way. It's a 20 mile walk to go and collect your drone if you've lost it. Well, yes. <laughs> I'd not thought about it that way. Yes. If it's taken off and gone 20 miles, which it can do on a charge. Well, I think it has, that, it has that thing where it works out how far yeah. it is away from home. And if yeah. it gets, if the battery starts getting low, it knows how long it needs to have they, to get They do home. have some intelligence built into them and, and lots of... Uh, new technology has been coming into drones. I think we might have to have another drone gadget oh, card. Definitely. We haven't had one for a couple of years, so technology has moved on. So, new stuff in it, as you said, new speed, but of course, um, DJI bought a, a controlling stake in Hasselblad, the, uh, the very former camera, camera manufacturer. So, of course, it's got Hasselblad camera in it. Oh, very nice. Now, I do notice they actually do two d- two versions of it. There's the, uh, the, the 2 Pro, or the 2 Zoom. Yes. Uh, the Pro has the Hasselblad camera, which is, I, th- I think, somewhat higher resolution higher quality um, but there's also the zoom which has an optical zoom lens so if you want to do lots of close-up shots uh, while you're up in the air then maybe the zoom is actually the better uh, option also slightly cheaper yeah the zoom can zoom to 48 millimeter uh, from 24 millimeter so quite a, a good optical zoom uh, versus the pro which has got a 20 megapixel uh, one inch sensor so a full-size sensor you're going to get images out of that that you can and, do amazing things with. And also video as well. So this is you know, high dynamic range video. This is verging on broadcast 4K, 10-bit high dynamic. Yeah. Uh, I think you'll find that There's a lot of the broadcasters have, have bought it and, and some of the TV production companies are probably using these already. Uh, certainly uh, uh, you're going to see these used in the likes of uh, any of the motoring shows for doing well, their fly so because Cheaper than a helicopter, 1300 quid gets you a drone or, uh, that you can fly alongside it's a lot cheaper than the helicopter, which is costing you that per hour to use. To be fair, I suspect that most of uh, the, the motoring shows are going at a little bit more than 44 mile an hour. Impressive though that is. Yeah, but you have a bunch of drones so you can do uh, just cut shots. Yeah, uh, very good. All, all those sort of fancy things. I do also notice that there's a combo option available on, uh, on the, the DJI store, um, which is now that they've got the official uh, DJI goggles for a sort of yep. full virtual reality experience. You know, put them on and you see what the drone sees. Proper point of view video, yes. Yep, so rather than what that, people that, had to do before of sort of mashed mash together different cur- technology. Currently on launch special at 1700 instead of 1850. So. Uh, that, you know, yes, it's a lot of money. Let, let's not kid ourselves. But 
what you get for that is is really quite amazing. It is it is a flagship drone. I mean, yes, yes. We, we're saying that TV companies would use them. Yes, possibly. Like TV companies started using GoPro cameras to film things because they're cheap and inexpensive. I think we'll talk about when we do drones again. Some of the high end stuff that production companies will be using, where they'll be mounting almost cinema grade cameras on these things and and having uh, something like six or eight. Um, spinning motors. And, yes, uh, yeah, definitely. Stuff. Back to the mobile phone world, though, because we're going to be talking Android in a few moments. Yes. But first of all, Apple, not to be left out. Yeah, um, so r- rumours on the new fruity phones. Yes, so this is going to be the iPhone 9 or 8S. Yeah. We can't quite decide what, yet. <laughs> depending on what Apple decide to come out with. They, they normally do the thing and then the thing S, don't they? So. But it's about two weeks away from the regular normal sort of time of year when Apple announced their latest candy. Now, this is interesting, of course, because we've had the iPhone X. Yes. Already. So they've so sort of gone, gone, gone up one and then back So one. there's also rumours that next year we'll see an iPhone 11. Does someone need to tell them how to count? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Watch this space. More uh, uh, more so, news on that so as we we'll, get we'll it. Keep, we'll keep our eyes on that. Uh, last thing, a bit of a, a local news on the app front, and we've we all heard about Cambridge Analytica getting banned and using data. Not actually from Cambridge, mostly. This time, it's a Cambridge app from now Cambridge this, University that has just been banned on Facebook. This is interesting because this is the My Personality app. Um, and it was basically, it was used for, you You could go in, fill in a load of questions and get back something that would tell you something about your personality. Um, and it was written, done by the Psychometric Centre, part of the university, as a research application. So the deal was you got told about your personality and in turn they could share uh, per- personality traits with researchers. And this is what Facebook are upset about. The app's been deactivated since 2012. It's been gone for six years, yeah. effectively. And suddenly it's been banned, which seems very <laughs> strange to me. It's a bit of uh, closing the door after the horse has left yeah, the stable, just isn't it? Just a little bit. And I, I suspect I've, I've not seen the details of exactly what data was, was shared or in what context. My impression is that almost certainly it would have been anonymised data that was shared. Yeah, anyway. I mean, they are saying that, yes, 45 studies were published in journals. But that's but not going to be with people's data. names. No, it's yeah. going to be sort of like, you know, age bracket between 35 and 45, male, lives in Cambridge, likes whatever. Yeah. Know, prefers this coffee brand over that coffee brand. Yeah, it sort of feels like, given this is only the second app to be banned, it sort of feels like this is probably not the biggest of Facebook's problems. I so a little so, strange no. that, uh, they, that it they did They have that. been going after... Uh, quite a lot of apps recently and cleaning things up. But so have Google. Google have been going through their app store and cleaning up. Uh, Apple have been doing a bit of cleaning as well, but have been a bit quieter than Google on cleaning up. So, Very good. Well, we'll be back in a couple of minutes and talking all things Android Play. And welcome back to the Gadget Guide, looking this week at Android Pie. Yes. Not the symbol. Oh, that, that they should have done. They should have done this as like the the bit the bit after Android three, like the, <laughs> like the three point one four one release. No, it, it is I the sixteenth prob- release. You'll probably find a one six somewhere in Pi as you go down the. the oh, no doubt. Yes, um, it is almost random numbers, isn't it? So, what is coming in Android Pi, and when are you going to get it? Is probably one of the other questions that uh, that a lot of people are going to be asking. And uh, unfortunately, of course, this does mean that your newer phones are going to get it first. Yes. Obviously, the Google-owned phones, so Google's Pixels, will be getting it before anyone else. In fact, they've already got it. Right, because <laughs> okay. they, they have now actually published 
when they start and stop supporting each of the, the Google phones now, yes. isn't it? I think it's normally 18 months after the phone was first sold. Something like that. Um, they, they and unfortunately, updates. the same is true of most manufacturers. And it's, it's because they've got to do a lot of work on the operating system to make it work with their particular hardware. Yep. Every phone has got slightly different hardware, different screen, different radios, different memory, different processor. And they've got to compile Android to work on their phone, as well as if they've enhanced it and added features. And, of course, the phone network's in different countries. So yes. the way that things work over in America is rather different to the way that they work over here. Well, we all do 4G differently because, you know, standards. Well, <laughs> exactly. We should have one standard <laughs> Rule the ball. <laughs> One of the problems is the radio frequency allocations are different in different countries. So the Americans have got different chunks of radio spectrum that they can use for 4G to us because they had TV in different places and most of the TV spectrum that got freed up with digital turned into 4G data for phone use. Well, what's coming from a user point of view in Android Play? I think this this first one is going to be good news for everyone. Better battery life. Yes, so they're going to do some work on the battery management side of the operating system that's going to do things like limit battery use for background applications. So it's going to be better at managing that. Now, some users of things like the Samsung Galaxy range will already have some of these features because Samsung have been doing a lot of work along these sort of lines for a while and including that in their build of Android. And th that's something I noticed. So I, I use a OnePlus uh, device and that again has this battery optimization. Something thing. the OnePlus company have done, yeah. Exactly. And uh, what I found certainly on, on mine is that that can work. It does give you very good battery life, but it can also mean that sometimes your apps that you want to carry on running in the background stop working won't necessarily yes. carry on. That means that you know, you'll, for example, Dropbox, if you have the photo sync, it'll work for a while after you've lost used Dropbox, then it'll stop syncing your photos yep. and you have to go back in again. The other one that a lot of people have been noticing, and specifically with the OnePlus, is things like Waze, the GPS application, the SatNav application, has been stopping working on the OnePlus, and it's because of the battery management. Now, I'm, what I'm hoping here is now with Google building this more into the core of Android, it'll mean that it works more consistently across different manufacturers. Yes. So that means rather than application developers having to test that it works under OnePlus, under Samsung, under LG, under all of the different phones, actually, if they make it work for Google, then it will also work on all the phones. I think it's quite nice with Android being open in that the manufacturers have been able to make these uh, changes and adopt the product and adapt it for their own requirements. Things like the fingerprint scanner that we're now expecting in all of our phones. Samsung developed all of the software around that and a lot of the hardware interfaces and basically allowed it to be used by everyone else, basically made it available to the other manufacturers so that they could all include fingerprint. So a lot of the manufacturers are coming up with these changes to Android and then handing it back, which is quite nice. So things like the battery management stuff. And along similar lines, the notification customization. So these are the pop-ups that you get from, from all of your different applications. Um, some of them are a little bit on the spammy side. Yes. Um, Ping, new thing, ping, yes. new thing, ping, new thing. And sometimes those are uh, uh, notifications you want. You want to be told when you get a WhatsApp message or a Facebook Messenger message. But do you really want to be told, here are some news stories that uh, happened in the area near you? No, no, stop interrupting my day. Yep. Um, or, or the usual one that Google themselves are guilty of whenever I go to Adam Brooks Hospital. Please review Burger King. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> seriously? Or, uh, or somebody has liked your page. Yes. Um, so now with Android uh, the Pi, we are now starting to get a lot more customization of those notifications down to not only the app level, but then even the categories of notifications within each application. Yep. Um, new gestures. So this is going to be swiping across your phone screen to do different things. 
things is coming. Now, like I said, some of these you might have had based on what you're using as a launcher. So a lot of the alternative launchers to the one your phone might have come with have had gestures. And Google are now going, yeah, these are useful. And this, I think they're taking probably a little bit of inspiration from Apple here as well, because, of course, Apple historically have done lots of the sort of do this with one finger to do that, two fingers, three fingers, four fingers, yep. uh, does different stuff. So if you're used to the Mac world, the 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 Apple iOS world, then actually this will be something you've you've had for a little while happening more and more in Android. Again, some of the, the manufacturers have done it in, in the past, but now we're getting a little bit more consistency. It's going to make life a bit easier when you move between phones. One of the things that might surprise a lot of users is that the recent apps icon is going to disappear. Which one's the recent apps icon? Uh, I can't even the... think what that one is. <laughs> it's the uh, the squarish one on the oh, right the, the, yeah. the sort of menu thing where yes. you go to back to what you've... Yes. Oh, okay. So you'll get that by swiping up twice. Oh. Yes. Oh, that's going to be quite a difference, isn't so, it? Yeah. The, I'm guessing that there might be some customization you can do with a lot of these gestures, so you might be able to turn things on and off. Yeah. So yeah. we'll have to wait and see what comes with that. Uh, one of the other new things, and this is, this is something that certainly Apple started talking about and crowing about, is, is digital well-being. And this is how much time you spend glued to your device doing stuff. Oh, really? So yes. th this is how much screen time you have, effectively? Yes. So Google's digital well-being is in beta at the moment. You can, down, you can, you can sign up and download this for your Android device, regardless of whether you're on Android Pie yet or not, uh, and you can start playing with it. And it'll tell you things like how much time you spent in Chrome, in Facebook, in Instagram, uh, in Snapchat, uh, in WhatsApp, so that you can get an idea of how much time now, you should or shouldn't be spending What I'm now wondering is if there's going to be some kind of sort of corporate version of this, so you can, uh, if you given people work phones you can sort of say okay right now how much of the time have people spent at work on twitter uh, <laughs> that, that could be uh, could be quite controversial i think although i think you probably find that some people might need it to then go how much time have you spent on the work twitter versus the personal twitter oh, well, which yeah, would get complicated and, and but yes you will be able to do things like set limits on how much time you can use a specific app so you can set a quota for how much time you can spend Facebooking or WhatsApping or looking at YouTube videos. See, I'm, I'm quite liking that from two points of view because I can imagine that could be very useful for parents yep. to, to give their, their, their small ones, you know, maybe their first phone, mostly for, for maybe emergency use. But actually, you know what? You can spend an hour a day on YouTube or whatever, yep. whatever figure. And then a wind-down feature, so you can tell it what... Well, these days your phone should be able to work out what time is a good bedtime for you based on a lot of the sleep-tracking apps, but it basically it will start to fade your screen to grey when it's time to actually put your phone down and go to bed. And this is the idea, isn't it, that blue light in particular, or the sort of the bluer shades of things, can stop you Sleeping from getting well, yes. such a good night's sleep. Um, so I know some phones have got a night mode where it turns yep. your screen a bit yellow. Um, yep. You can get that for, for your PC as I've well. I've certainly got that turned on on my Samsung Galaxy. And it's a, you do notice the initial sort of 10, 20 seconds after... It looks very weird. It, everything goes pink. And it happens at sunset. Sunset to sunset to sunrise. And suddenly it goes pink. After 30 seconds, your eyes adjust and, and white looks, looks white again. Yep. Yeah, it's quite weird. Yeah, But uh, it does supposedly make a difference to um, sleep patterns and so on. Yes. Uh, well, one more thing that uh, that I quite like the idea of is the more control over the lock screen. Yeah. Um, so this is something we had a little bit of control of in the past uh, in terms of just a simple can there be content of, uh, of notifications or not? So, for example, on mine, if you turn it on when it's locked, it will say, yes, you've got a new email, but I'm not telling you whether it's 
who, who it's from or what it's about. Um, but you can still take a photo without uh, without unlocking the phone. That's handy. I'm okay with that. Some other people might not be. Um, now, with Android Play, you're starting to get a lot more control over that uh, in terms of you know, what you can do, whether you can control the device switches, whether you can um, sort of start and end phone calls, all of that sort of thing. I think that's that's a little bit overdue. Yeah. Also, um, some enhancements on Bluetooth, so you'll be able to pair more devices and have them connected at once so you can roam around and flip your audio between things fairly seamlessly, so it'll be quite nice for that. And it'll remember things like volume levels between devices. Oh, that's nice. So, for so example... Your Bluetooth speaker, you yes. probably want a different level to your headphones to your car, yes. or three Bluetooth devices, but you don't necessarily want the same level each time. I think probably that's actually one of my favourite features then in that case. Okay. Be, because this is the thing, of I've got a Bluetooth speaker where the phone volume controls the speaker volume. Yep. And then the car where the volume control in the car radio is completely separate, yep. so I just want maximum level out of Bluetooth. Yep. Which, of course, when I then bring it's it back... Too is too loud on the speaker or your headphones. But, yeah, feel a little bit bad for the neighbours. <laughs> so, uh, so no, yeah, that's so, definitely... So some improvements. If you want to know when it's coming out for your phone, best bet is actually go online and search your phone's manufacturer's website and look for their updates on Android Pie, see when they're going to be releasing it for your phone or if your phone is actually going to be getting it. And, and also check with your network provider. If you bought your phone on a contract with a network provider, they may also have They might have control. a custom build designed for their network and for your phone. So, yes, check with them or check with your manufacturer. But basically anything in the last year should be getting Android Pie. Well, that's about all we've got time for. Drones, possibly. Yes. 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 Drones in a couple of weeks' time. Thanks very much.